Hey folks, this is Bailey from Dankless Wargaming. Hey, this is Heath from Team Table of Hawaii. And welcome to The Path to Redemption, the Warhammer 40,000 Dark Angels podcast, where our aim is to provide Dark Angels players with the tactical and hobby skills that they need in order to enjoy and compete in this wonderful hobby of ours. In this month's episode, we're going to go over some Horus Heresy releases that we can boot over or port over to 40k, along with a mm-hmm. made-to-order special for Space Marines that's been announced. In MetaWatch, we have a night unit featured heavily in two top lists, one of them which was piloted by a an individual that is very near and dear to the souls and hearts of the First Legion. In our featured segment, we will, yep. In our featured segment, we will be doing a preliminary look at the leagues of Votan. And after that, we will review our monthly hobby challenge from last month. And last but not least, we'll check in with our community comments. Mm-hmm. All right, so looking at new releases, mm-hmm. the Demio, Demimos, Demos, Demos. Demos. One of the moons Demos. of one of the moons of Mars, a Demos pattern predator. Yep. Yep. It's come out. That's sixty five dollars. So it's a classic rig. Uh, so if you've been around since the good old days, you probably have one of these. Uh, but they've redone the repackage it so all of us can have this old classic mini. He looks like he's Hold looking on. for horse, so I'm Hold just going to keep going while he's looking for his. Uh, we have some heavy weapons sure... upgrade. <clears throat> this is yep, the Demos Hull. Yeah. Um, we, we've done this before, but that's the Demos Hull, right? Compared to what I think was called the Mark IV Hull, which is the bigger boxer yeah. one that looks like a U.S. Army M113 transport, not inspired by yeah. U.S. Army hardware at all. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but straight yep. from the STCs on the second moon of Mars. There we go. Uh, then heavy weapons <laughs> upgrade sprues, $42 each, and this is for Horse Heresy. So if you bought the big box and you don't need the basic dudes, this is what I think is cool. I wish they would do this more often with everything else, uh, is where you just have a bunch of dudes, and then it's like, oh, here's like a box of upgrade weapons to take those generic dudes you have and I, make them special. I wish I wish they had done this like 20 years ago, like seriously. Yeah. Um, you 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 used like you used to be able to do kind of what they called bits orders. Like you yeah. could do them from GW. You like put in an order for a specific sprue or specific bits back when they came in pewter, uh, and and that was great. But now, <clears throat> more recently, they've gone to the like. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, um, for whatever whatever reason. But yeah, no, it's a great great awesome great awesome awesome plan. Uh, I'm a big fan. Because heavy weapons and special weapons, which is good. Yep. And then there's some reference data cards that have come out for Heresy you get for $16.50. And then sort of the neat thing, this is running through October 3rd, is the classic captains and librarians made to order. So there's some pretty cool dudes that used to come in some old sets that are coming out. There's a Space Marine Captain and Terminator armor, which I have one of these when I bought my old collection. The uh, Master of Marches, the Master of Rites, oh, the yeah. Master of Relics, which are kind of neat, unique sculpts. And then you have a Librarian with Staff and Book, Librarian with Sword and Bolt Pistol, the Terminator Librarian that I have a... I think I have that one. I got it as a... I don't think I do. Resin yeah. and, and Fine Cast in a lot that I picked up once. And Librarian with Force Axe and Plasma Pistol, which is pretty cool. So they've yeah, got that, so um, I think that Space Marine, I think the Captain and Terminator armor, <clears throat> that might be one of the first models I ever painted. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. But And he comes with the robe, so he's like just built perfect for Deathwing. Like he's just ready to go. Mm-hmm. I think I have one as yep. one of my sergeants yep. uh, for my Deathwing Terminators. So those are all $35 a piece. So if you want to pick up some old classic minis, 
Uh, I love classic minis, so this is something, if you're like me, you want to look into if you don't have some of these sculpts. All right, I think that um, classic ca classic captains and classic characters do better in Dark Angels than they do in just about any other Space Marine collection because we actually get a significant bonus for basically being a, a firstborn. So yep. All the firstborn librarians <clears throat> automatically Deathwing, right? <laughs> Pardon me. Yep. All the captains, you can make them Deathwing, right? So that's and Deathwing Terminator captains still still ain't nothing to, to, to scoff at. No, not at all. All right, so moving into our Metal Watch, we have Ratcon 2022, 74 player, five round GT uh, in Australia. And guess the, guess the, who uh, piloted this list here, Heath? Oh, it's Mr. Adam Camilleri, right? the, the, hey. terror, the terror of Victoria, right, from there. Melbourne's favorite son. <laughs> the first son of the yeah. First Legion. <clears throat> the first son and of the First Legion. Let's see. Let's see what he's got here. He's got an outrider. Right. He's got a Ravenwing champion outside of Forest Organization chart. What a lad! He's got the reliquary. He's got plasma on the bike. We've got a Talon master who's the warlord with Arbiter's gaze and Sammy on bike. Remember when Sammy came on a land speeder? Used to be. Yeah, used to differentiate yeah. between the two. You know, I'm okay. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. It's fine, whatever. Samuel bike is great. Um, Samuel Landspeeder was also great, uh, but whatever. So. Well, and that's what I like about the Talon Masters. They gave you something to do with your Sammy on uh, Landspeeder model because it's like, oh, he's just gone. I can't do this anymore. Like, oh no, no, no. Unless you're like me Talon and you Masters. had four four yeah. Talon Master models, so you had <laughs> Sammy and three lieutenants. But whatever, yep. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not upset. The, the <laughs> Dark Eighth Edition Supreme Command attachment. Of Death Ball oh, again. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> crazy. Excellent. So, All right. So we've got the uh, Ravenwing Apothecary in the Elite slot, Chief Apothecary, Selfless Healer. And he has yep. Grenade Launcher. And then here we go. He He's the favorite unit in the game Black Knight Squad. And we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them. Amazing. Ten of them. Whole full squad. full yeet full send brick of 10 black knights with hammers um yeah funnily enough and i don't know if bailey did this to troll me but this is the thing <laughs> we're going to see in the rest of the list we're going to review today um and i i yeah so let's finish talking about the list and then we'll go back into the black knights let's finish yeah. finish covering the list here's something a little unique i didn't notice the first time through he's got a, a couple of bike squads here and two of the bike squads have lightning claws on the sergeants instead of chain swords. Mm -hmm. still I'm, I'm a fan attack. of that. Yeah, you get the extra attack, and you get to reroll the wounds. Yep. Right, and it's AP two. What's not to yep. like for five points? It's actually a, it's a lot of it's a lot of functionality if you've got the five points to spare. And that guy's gonna look really cool when you go to model him or paint him. I feel like there's <clears> a lot you can yep. do with that pose. Um, you can if you have any uh. The way I did it is I took the uh, lightning, like a lightning claw, like the offhand lightning claw that came in the Cataphracty Terminator box, uh, and just boom. So he's got a big chunky arm with like a lot of like pauldrons and like castles yeah, yeah. and red ropes uh, and a lightning claw. It actually looks pretty good. It fits really well. So nice. And then we've got three thunder strikes to round out the fast attack, the storm speeder thunder strikes, and then in the flyer slot mm. there are two dark talons. This hits. Two. 
starts with the 3CP, 2K on the nose, and this was a fourth place finish on this. So list. fourth fourth place in a 75 player tournament is a is a is big is a it's a good performance. That's a full on major. Yep. Um, this is a a full yeet daca. Um, I'm going to be all over you. We, we've talked about the archetype of this list before. Um, so he's got three obsec, three man bike squads, right? Yep. Two of which have lightning claws. One has a chain sword on the on the sergeant. Uh, the thunder strikes are there for backboard control. They have a little more range than the hammer strikes, right? Um, and a little higher strength on the weapons, even though all their weapons are D6 damage. And so they can just like slide around the back, hit on twos, even though they're moving, hit on threes if they advance. Right, and then the dark talons are just a—they're a demon nightmare, right? A sister's yeah. nightmare. Like they hate these units. Like those dark talons just wreck house into hordes. Like, oh, you can't modify my invulnerable save. Okay, that's cool. Mortal wounds. Let's go. All right. Yep. So the thing here that um, has been driving me crazy is this. Big ten man brick of 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 black knights. Um, I have been unable to get this unit to work in a competitive setting, um, and I don't know. I mean, there's like Adam and this other gentleman we're going to talk about know something that I don't. Um, I haven't been able to unpack it. Uh, we've talked a bit. Last time I had Adam on, we talked a little bit about it, and I, I talked to them offline when I was putting together my list for my last tournament, uh, and. They just, in my opinion, they need more CP in Nephilim than you can feed them. Or they need more CP than you can feed them in Nephilim. They need right. five CP to run at full efficiency all the time. Um, and if they get a little too close, they get caught out. It's just a, but there's there's something, maybe at the 2,000 point level, right? There's something he's doing that keeps them from, from being as vulnerable. Because like in this list, they're not also your main killing power. Right. You know what I mean? Right. They're not yet so, well because these thunder strikes are going to be doing a lot of killing and these dark talents and the dark are going to be the that run. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to run out yeah. and and I wonder if that's where some of the the power is because if you if you're playing against dark talents incorrectly, what they're going to end up doing is flying into your backfield, they're going to snipe characters, they're going to clear out hordes, they're going to kill all your obsec or they're going to try and kill all your obsec unless mm -hmm. they're in power armor basically. So if you're I I feel like it's a it's definitely a meta choice. Uh, and that's something I've seen with flyers just in general when I've played against flyers uh, is this is that they're they're excellent assassins and people don't they look at them and they don't think that that's what they are. But if you're trying to like score assassinate or if you've got a lot of you know, your meta has a lot of support characters like when guard come out and there's going to be like all the mm -hmm. little dudes, the little priests and the little psychers and the little commanders running around doing stuff if they don't keep them screened properly you're just going to fly a, a guy right on this thing right on top of it and 24 shots and a couple of mortal wound shots into them later they're just dead you just start picking up characters yeah. all the time yeah dark talent but, like um and, and don't forget dark talons can fly like when they fly over a unit they can drop a bomb that's d3 yep. mortal wounds very important for this list that's um mortal wounds out of phase right yep. so this is that's a tool to help you bypass wound gating on things like Catan and Abaddon and you uh, know, exalted bloodthirsters. Gaz, that's who. And Gaz, yeah. If that's a thing, like um, my like I see a lot more Catan than than Gazmul, yeah. but 
Um, and Abaddon is in every Chaos Space Marine list uh, that is being written right now, and he's wound gated, right? So being able to do out of phase mortal wounds makes people think about that. And also, that's your other tool, probably for making the Black Knights work, because you drop the mortal wound on somebody, they can't fall back. Right. So you can just hold on, you know, move them up, shoot, stick. That saves you the CP for having to stasis shell or having to do the fall back and move, you know, fall back after yeah. uh, fighting. So I and think that's our... what the play here is. Yeah. What's taken? Well, then on and then on your turn on their turn, you get plus one to hit in close combat because you mm -hmm. didn't move on their turn, and they fight their way out of combat, which is the big key on that. And that's Hopefully, one of those yeah. sort of advanced. 40k tactics that I'm not necessarily great at, but I know like if you talk to the the next level player, uh, if you're sort of new to the hobby or to playing at a competitive level, uh, that's the level they're thinking of. They're not thinking about what can I kill on this turn. It's can I charge it, fight it on my next opponent's turn. turn, kill it on my yeah. opponent's turn, and then go proceed to continue killing stuff on my turn. And that's and like a level of thinking ahead that I'm not always capable of doing. One one thing, so one thing that yields that is you have to be able to not kill them on your turn. Right. Right. So um, it's, it can be hard with infantry because like the way you move and the way you pile in to keep coherencies. But with the big pill bases uh, or oval bases that these bikes are on, right, um, you could actually turn the ninth edition uh, like support model rules like, hey, I, I can't fight unless I'm within a half inch of a model that's within one inch. So you basically yeah. charge in, you put one guy within engagement range and everyone else is three quarters of an inch away from him. Okay, cool. One guy gets to fight. Right. And then when I consolidate, yeah. They all because that he has a lot of you can move a lot, you can move up around that base and then everyone just put the whole unit piles in. Right. Um and then oh <laughs> it's like yeah. so and and that will enable you to basically make sure you don't kill them in your fight phase. And then they're not gonna be able to fall back and your opponents uh, movement phase. So unless they have some shenanigan, like, and I, I'm pretty sure the way this wording is like desperate breakout doesn't even work on this because desperate breakout yeah. allows you to fall back through enemy models. This just straight up says you cannot fall back. Right. So unless they have a thing like the jump or uh, a veil of darkness or something like that, that, that uh, lets yeah, them yeah. disengage from combat without performing a fallback move. Isn't sky but, jump the thing the Eldar can do? Gates of Infinity. Skyleap, Skyleap, the, yeah. um, yeah, the, uh, that, uh, the stupid little, the Souping Hawks, um, yeah. Skyleap, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's the play here. There's, um, this is a highly technical army, right? It seems yeah. like it's, like, a, just push, roll dice, everything dies, um, you take Death in the Wind, right, which is one of the, like, when you lean into it, it's one of the most overpowered secondaries in the game, because yeah. I'm... I'm willing to bet that Adam max Death on the Wind on turn one or turn two, every game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, and then Martial Interdiction you can take with this, and then uh, this is the list he was talking about, uh, or a variant of this was Shock Tactics. Yeah. So you can use your those little three man obstacle uh, bike squads, send them out, flip an objective, right? They take it back from you. Okay, now I send another one out, flip it. And every time you flip an objective back from your opponent, you get three you get three victory points, right? And it scores the end of your turn. So I, that's what we're that's what's going on here. Um, the thunder strikes and the dark the thunder strikes uh, and the bikes are going to make it easier for you to get uh, engage in all fronts if you want. 
which once again, engage on fronts, you gotta like you gotta have a lot of discipline to play engage on fronts because you can't score it if any any model in the unit is within six inches of another board edge or no, sorry, another board table quarter or the center. So yeah. you gotta be like so it's not great on boards where the objectives lie on the boundaries between table quarters. But when they're in the middle of the table quarters, do it all day long. So yeah. Um uh, yeah, no, it's a good list. Uh, I we'll I don't know Keith what. Or... Yeah, we'll have to get Adam in again he... to talk about this. I don't know what he lost to. I'm trying to figure it out. But what would you think it would be looking at this? Oh, he doesn't have a lot of models, so something with a lot of models that. So, so um, or, or first game he got he went 91 at 91 second game a win at 91 third game a loss at 67 second game win at 91 third game or fifth game got dang it fifth game win at 88 so let's go back to the pairings and see who his third round opponent was and that's some big scores on average on and wins being up over 88 points you know 90 points basically every game mm -hmm. and then he still scored 67 in a loss. That's still pretty high for a loss when you consider that some people yeah. can barely crack 50 on a loss. Uh, into Stu Trainer And Mr. Stu. If I can... Come on, BCP. BCP's interface sometimes isn't the isn't my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> but let's see. Stu Trainer, Stu Trainer, Stu... Right. All right. Well, we're getting there. Okay. We're getting there. Well, I'm. I'm just gonna think that he's probably running something, something with it will have some numbers, but be able to sort of survive all the bolt shots. So, like, if it was like a maybe a like a Horty Sisters army where there were a lot of bodies, but they had power armor to survive all the bolt gun shots. Uh, you know, Tyranids. I feel like he could rip through a Tyranid horde with all the bolt gun shots that he has. Well, but if he had some that could. Unless it was a Leviathan Tyranids list. Okay. With like 20 Tyranid warriors that all have transhuman, because that's what it was. Oh, that's, that's what it was? Okay. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm looking at right here. Uh, yeah, Leviathan, Leviathan, good stuff. Two okay. big giant blobs of Tyranid warriors. So 20 Tyranid warriors, three Venomthropes, three Biovores, um, Winged Hive <laughs> Tyrant, Turvagon, Neurothrope, three oh. Tyrant Guard. Yeah. Do do the yeah. biovores still drop the little the little guys? I wonder if that yep. was also something that uh, Heath ran into. Where since he a big Adam, chunk of this not, army doesn't fly, Heath. <laughs> oh sorry, yeah. Heath. If Adam, yeah. uh, if Adam, since his army doesn't fly necessarily because it's all bikes, you can get pinned down with biovores pretty quick. As someone that used to run the nine yeah. biovores in a in a turn, you list, can move block very stuff, effectively. You yeah. just control movement. Yeah, control movement lanes. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah. it's a real, it's a subtle play, but like, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Move blocking with with a free single model units is very effective. So, yep. yeah. All right. Yeah. No, so, right. Uh, ten, yeah, a bunch of, bunch of gaunts, a bunch of warriors, um, and a whole bunch of obsec, sorry, not obsec, but uh, transhuman monsters. All the synapse monsters are, are, are transhuman. And Leviathan's a tough build. Um, so you can probably clear out the little griblies, but chopping your way through, you know, 80 wounds of 
transhuman monsters is a yeah. tall order for anybody. So unless you're voting that. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So, <laughs> no. the, uh, so the Hertfordshire, Hertfordshire GT 40 player, five round grand tournament in England. This uh, we have Jack Downey, which I believe we've had Jack on before. We've talked about him. Uh, he's no, we haven't bringing... had him on the show, but we've talked. Yeah. I think we've talked about him. Yeah. 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 I guess we got to delineate that since we actually had Adam on mm -hmm. uh, and Charlie. Uh, so looking at the uh, Outrider detachment here for Jack, he's got outside of force organization. He's got a plasma apothecary, chief apothecary, selfless healer, and a Raven Wing champion uh, with rights of war. Also with Plasma. Then we have Brilliant Strategist, Arbiter's Gaze, Warlord, Talon Master. Mm -hmm. Then we have and Sammy. And then another beefy unit, 10-man unit of Black Knights, followed by a second unit, 10-man unit of Black Knights, and then a bike squad with a Power Sword Sergeant. And then Landspeeder Vengeance. Jesus. Landspeeder <laughs> Vengeance and three more Thunderstrikes. Uh, and this is so 1995. Let's clarify. I think there's two Landspeeder Vengeances. Yes. Yes. There's two Vengeance Speeders and three Thunderstrikes. With heavy bolts. Right? And then 20 bolters. Black Knights. Um, yep. This this man, you know, this, this, this absolute, <laughs> absolute genius. Uh, understand something deeply about this unit that I, that we do not. Um, and... If this show happens to reach his ears, uh, good sir, please contact us. You know, yes. we would we would love to be enlightened by your wisdom. The strategium calls for you. You are summoned. Yes, uh, and I'm wondering because you can still combat squad, and that was something I'm looking yeah. at uh, the one and depending on the scenarios because right, you you kind of want to do the whole you know weapons of the dark age on a big ten man squad, but I'm mm -hmm. sure in some matchups when you're looking at numbers, you're going, hmm, I need four or five man squads of bikes to just cover objectives and cover yeah. space. So I want that's something always to consider when you look at these big 10-man blobs because sometimes I look at it and go, man, that's a lot of points and a lot of bodies just in one spot, but you can split it up and now it's two yeah. five-mans and you can do a lot more with that. As, as Bailey has been quite often pointed out in the past, yes – the 10 man blob of black knights makes weapons of the dark age more efficient, but it makes all of your movement stratagems less efficient, right? So your, yes. your swift strike, your hunt, all that stuff is more expensive when you have yeah. six or more bikes. Right. And I mean, a 10 man, like you, I've put pictures of that unit up. Like it's, it's got a big yeah. footprint, like a physical footprint like that. It can be unwieldy on heavy terrain. Right. So sometimes splitting them up into, you know, into five man units is just better, right? Um, otherwise, you're going to get out swarmed and outmaneuvered. So, and not be able to move them around all the the buildings, etc. Um, you, you covered the fact that he's got a champion, right? Yep. Okay, the he champion has rights of war. war. Yeah, so that makes all those bikes obsec, right? Which is huge. Um, yep. And there, and as we'll com cover in one of the comments, um, I think I misspoke about one of the. Uh, Landspeeder Vengeance issues. So, Landspeeder Vengeance has a maximum of twelve inches, and Death in the Wind requires a twelve inch or more move. I thought it was a more than twelve inch move. Okay, so, yeah, if you yeah. move the Landspeeder Vengeance its maximum distance, it can score Death in the Wind. Um, but it's a it's a very narrow line, right? So, two Vengeances and three Thunder Strikes uh, is a lot of you know movement Shuffling. pieces. And shuffling, yeah. right? <laughs> Pardon me. 
Uh, but you can't see your so, shock tactics. If your source of obsec is coming from a rights of war champion, you have all these bikes. I could mm -hmm. see that also being your shock tactics play because he just bounces yeah. the uh, champion around and scores it. Move it away, turn off obsec, you lose the point. Move it back, you turn on obsec, you get the point back. Um, yep. Not going to work in every situation or in most situations, but it is something that could work. Right. And once again, that carrot, like the bike itself has obsec. And being able to, you know, like turbo boost, you know, hey, he exactly, moves 20 yeah. inches and then he moves 12 more, right? Um, and for Goza shooting for one CP to, to move that ob his own obsec and that obsec aura is really, 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 really good. So, and, and being able to yeah. turbo boost like that means you can really pile in. You can be all spread out and kind of hide where you're going, and then you can pile all in on one spot really quickly. Yeah, you collapse and, in and create localized overmatch. So and uh, what's its bucket? The assault, the plasma talons are assault too, right? So you're going to collapse mm -hmm. in and still yeah. shoot at whatever's there and help you clear it out. And, yeah, yep. So and you and uh, the uh, one of the probably kind of know, under under discussed Dark Angel stratagems that I think is a really big help is they have the targeting guidance stratagem that for two oh, yes. CP. One of your speeders or storm speeders can point at something within 12 inches of it and say, my entire army, core or not core, gets plus one to hit that. <laughs> you know what also that's right? fun for? Uh, <laughs> if you have martial interdiction. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Yeah, you're gone. So it's um, so that's a real big one that can mitigate, you know, your, your moving and assaulting, right? That can mitigate... Um, can make your dark talons a lot more efficient uh if you need it so it's a good stratagem it's expensive it's two cp so which is for yeah. nephilim is kind of expensive you have to save up a turn for it but um when you really need to just like alpha strike and focus one thing down it it really helps it really does so um yeah listen uh, i i i don't have a mental picture of how this list counters a lot of the common threats these days i would love to hear about it um, so I apologize. I have no more commentary to provide on this other than, uh, well played, sir. And you're clearly, you're clearly going places with it. Excellent. Excellent. Mm -hmm. All right. So that will move us on to our featured segment, uh, which we're just doing a very brief overview of some of the stuff that's been previewed. We have access to sort of general knowledge of the leagues of Votan and just sort of how we think it's going to interact with the dark angels army so looking at the first thing the thing that when i looked at some of the leagues of votan previews the the judgment of the ancestors the little tokens that they can start putting on people uh if they score secondaries or hold objectives mm -hmm. or kill votan units mm -hmm. uh this is the thing that i saw the first time around and got kind of spooked because essentially what this does is that if you get unmodified hit rolls uh, it starts at six and it goes down to five then to four mm -hmm then whatever you shot at, it gets wounded automatically. And as a Dark Angels player, the first thing I, when I saw that was, oh man, Inner Circle just got bypassed. And because I... It, it as, just bypasses bypasses yeah. that primary defensive mechanic. So yeah, that is a problem. Um, but you still need to make... You still make a save. Um, yeah. So Terminators... <clears throat> you know... So if it's their bolters or their ion weapons, which are the, the mainstay for their, their big brick units, um, yeah. you're still like, 
yeah, bolt weapons still bounce off Terminators, right? Because uh, they don't have any, I think the, their bolt weapons are minus one native. Cool. Don't care about that in Terminator armor. And they have right. ion guns that I guess is what they gave the, the Tau. Um, on, so their ion weapons are, I think, their Hunter 2, which is basically Assault 2, 18-inch uh, range. And they can take them and, and they can, those, their Hearthkin or Hearthguard Warriors can come in bricks at 20, right? So a Strength 5, two-shot, 18-inch range, AP minus two, two damage. Yeah. But, once again, Terminator and cover doesn't really care. So if you're careful about your, your cover and use of positioning, I, I don't, I think they have... They have something that allows them to remove cover, but even then, okay, I'm taking three up yeah. saves. It's it's a uh, I've got an apothecary next to him. That's not a profile that's a super big threat to right. um to to dart to them, and yeah, so they can stack up and knock down um and and put a lot of wounds on on a couple things right with those judgment tokens. So the thing that I I would be concerned about is they have a they have a weapon called a magna rail, right? And they yeah. these are man portable, and they also can come in big vehicle mounted versions, which are on their like land, basically land fortresses. They're equivalent to a land yeah. raider. So the thing that magna rails do is if you roll an unmodified six to wound, then the weapon uh, basically overflows its damage, like it was a flail of absolution, right? Uh, right. It's a D3 plus 3 damage weapon for the man portable version. And the vehicle mounted version is a 2D3 plus 6 damage weapon. Ooh, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> okay. And you're like, okay, cool. I still got like a 5-up invul, right? I'm sorry, friend, you don't. Magna Rails ignore invuls. Ugh. Okay. Okay. It's AP minus 4. That goes to AP minus 3 with Armor Contempt. My my Terminators in standing in the open still get a 5-up save against it. Right in cover, they get a four up save against it. Okay, that's not bad. You still get a decent right. save, um, even without your invul. The invul doesn't really matter to terminators, right? Um, because of armor contempt. So the thing is, unmodified six to wound. With the current way that these rules are written, every wound that auto the auto wound that procs because of judgment tokens is an unmodified six. So 50% of all things they shoot at you with a judgment token, with three judgment tokens on them, are going to be unmodified sixes. Yeah. And they have a couple of other die manipulation shenanigans that their characters can do that will that will generate auto sixes. So, um, okay, they shoot a magna rail at you. It's going to auto wound. It's going to be a six. It's going to do three plus D3 damage. You still get a four up save if you're in cover in a Terminator, right? So, okay, cool. I missed it. I lose a Terminator. And maybe I lose half another Terminator. Yeah. You yeah. know what? Okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's sure. Um, I don't, just based on the way the math seems to be working out, you know, unless they've got like 20 of these things, um, it doesn't seem to be that big of a deal to, to us. Um once again, you can just, like I said, and they can take, I think, two of these in a brick of 20, one in a unit of 10, and the one on the big cannon, right? So if they focus fire, they can kill, you know, it's going to take probably 10 of these things, 8 to 10 of them, to reliably kill a unit of 5 Terminators. Okay, yeah, when you're, that's fine. Yeah. 
that's fine. When you're, when you're looking at with lists, three dungeon tokens, got, I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you got you know we're looking at most lists, it's like thirty to forty terminators, and some of those competitive lists we saw in August. Yeah, if it takes them their entire army to kill five terminators in a turn, yeah, you're right. It's not that big of a yeah. deal. Yeah. So I said, um, there, there's been some a lot of a lot of chatter in the community recently. Like a, a TO in Germany banned him. Oh no, he yeah. banned an army that no, literally no one has on the weekend of release. <laughs> B- yeah. Bold statement, bruh. Like, thanks. <laughs> like, cool. Like the hobby lag means no one's gonna have a two thousand point army of this for the next for the next several months anyway, right? So, right. um. I mean, I think this guy is just trying to get people to talk about him. Which, hey, look at that—you know, people in the United States yeah. are talking about him on a on a on a small faction specific podcast. So um, let's not let's not get all worried about it. If you're worried about it, hey man, like go back to the go back to the grindstone, solve the problem, right? This is within your ability to control. So um, the army is slow, right? They have a base yeah. movement of five and they auto advance three, right? Unless it's a vehicle that has what's called the accelerated keyword, in which case they auto advance six. Um, their little bikes have a couple of things they can do to move faster. They have a pre built-in pregame move and they can auto advance 12 with a stratagem. So those little bikes are pretty quick, right? But okay, we do bikes better. Trust me. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, other big thing they have is a rule called void armor. Bailey, what is void armor? So void armor, it has built-in armor of contempt and sort of the big mm-hmm. key that people have been looking at is that it doesn't allow you to reroll the wounds or, Reroll damage against mm. that unit. There you so go. you still get reroll hits. This is something I had overlooked that Heath reminded me of when we were doing a little bit of our pregame talk through. Uh, so having the chapter master still matters. Having uh, wisdom of the ancients still matters. Uh, but looking at your lieutenant class characters or righteous repugnance or your lightning claws, they're going to take a little bit of a dink in efficiency going into the leagues of Votan matchup. And when you have to, you know, you've got a D6 weapon, you know, if you've got your, your multi-melta and you hit, you wound, and then you roll one for damage, that it, it is what oh, well. it is. Yeah. Um, I always said, again, it's a cool mechanic. It's, it's a cool mechanic. I don't know if it's something that's going to, I don't think it's going to be a huge deal because lieutenants have kind of gone out of fashion anyway. Um, it's nice if you have it, but um, I'm not. I'm not like like I'm not generally struggling to bring one. Uh, like talonmasters are cool, right? So that that does reduce some of the effectiveness of our talonmaster, right? But the arm, the list that have talonmasters, as we saw, half of them aren't even core, right? So you don't get rerolls yeah. anyway, <laughs> right? So just rely on the weight of your dice instead of the reroll mechanic, right? And you're gonna do okay, right? Um, and oh no, I'm worried about the damage. Hey, get your melters to within twelve inches, and they have a minimum of three. That'll yeah. be fine. That'll well, be and fine. this is also where the Dark Talons come in because Mortal Wounds, you count as each Mortal Wound is an instance of one damage. Mm-hmm. And True. and yep. one of the things I noticed with these is the big squads. I don't know if, how many people have been talking about this, but Leagues of Votan, the minimum troop squad size on the domain troop is 10. ten. So you just blast Which means them to death. one shot from a Dark Talon is going to kill the entire unit. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, because they only uh, have one wound, like, right? There's nine Mortal Wounds, and then here's 24 Bolter Shots. <laughs> and those Hearthkin Warriors, their base armor save is four. Yeah, it's not very high. I don't remember if they're T3 or T4, but um, so that being said, yeah, um, I think you're going to, like, I don't know what their secondaries look like yet. Um, I, I'm going to, my buddy just picked up uh, two of the boxes to start his army, and I'm going to go nice. pick up one of the books off of him here in a bit. But 
Um, based on some of the battle reports I've seen, uh, their characters can be very, very tanky and very killy. Uh, their little uh, Hearthkin champion, uh, that's their you know, dwarf in exosuit power armor uh, with a basically a tactical nuclear hammer. Um, that dude is a problem. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's toughness five with minus one damage with void armor, right? With um, like minus, he has minus one damage, minus one to wound with void armor and this hammer that can do like, it does D3 plus three damage. And if he rolls a six to wound, it's it does it in mortals instead. Yeah. <laughs> Get so wrecked. Gross. Like to like, yeah, he's going to knock you into orbit around the damn sun. Um, and minus one to wound is a tough mechanic to deal yeah. with. So, um, yeah, that's, that's hard, but he's, he's, and he's T five, right? So minus one wound and T five, most things are wounded on sixes, right? Unless you're pa yeah. or f fours or sixes is kind of the, where you're going to be at on that. Right. So, and he's got an invul save. So yeah, he's, he's a, don't, don't roll up on that dude and think you're going to solve it. Right. And once again, you know, your Deathwing, I can reroll wounds against characters, not against this dude. He's in void armor. Yeah. So, uh, best, best deal with that little dude from range, right? Dwarves are very angry <laughs> over yeah. short distances. So, all right. True. Um, and it's what do you know, what do you know about beam? What do you know about beam weapons? Uh, well, I know they make them in Kentucky uh, out of 51% corn mash. Uh, oh, no, not that kind of beam. Sorry, work that's, out that's of the way. Bourbon. That's bourbon. <laughs> I had a conversation Bobby. about that at the grocery store yesterday <laughs> when I was buying bourbon. Some guy's like, Jack Daniels, isn't that bourbon? I'm like, sir, don't you, don't you curse <laughs> no. <at> me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> the definition of bourbon is. It's like 51% yeah. corn mash made in America in a new oak barrel. With alligator anyway. char, alligator yeah. char, I gotta have that too. Not that I'm a, not that I'm a whis, uh, not that I'm a whiskey snob, but whatever. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, so the beam weapon. So I have some experience with this because I played Death Guard when they first came out in Eighth Edition. So very similar to the Lantern weapon on Mortarian. Yep. This is just them kind of going whole hog as a concept of like here's an army that like this isn't just a relic on our special character. This is just everyday tech everybody has. A thing that some yeah, a thing that they have yeah. And so essentially they pick a target, they shoot at it, everything in the line gets hit on the way through. Uh, and just, you know, in the head, you've seen sci-fi movies, just the idea of like a laser beam hitting the ground and just going through uh, going through stuff is pretty in yeah. intense. I think the most recent one I could think of that just popped in my head was the new Dune movie. They have laser mm. beam weapons in that. And when, um, was it Duncan Idaho, Jason Momoa's character's flying his little flyer around he's being shot up with a beam weapon and all the stuff around him just getting lit up by it it's pretty pretty neat visual yeah. concept as to how these things are i'm very i very much like the narrative of of 40k when they're playing so when people are like i shoot you with a beam weapon like in my head i can see the beam flying out of the tank like and ripping dune the is a, like that's how it is dune is a great analog for 40k that's generally how i explain it like what is this I'm like well have you seen dune yeah okay so take Dune and add Call of Cthulhu and then just turn that up to yeah. 11. Just yep. turn it to 11, right? And that's basically what 40K is. So, yeah. Um, uh, so beam weapons. Good. So, yeah. So beam weapons, like you said, you target something and then the weapon hits everything in between on, with like a line that's one millimeter wide. Um, yep. This is basically going to turn. And it's like, 
so if it's like a yeah, so I think it does one hit for each. So if it's a beam weapon, like a beam one or beam two, if it gets two yeah. shots, then there'll be two hits on everything in between. Um, and they do have some stratagem support that that basically can add additional hits on the intervening things or do mortal wounds to the things that are intervening. Um, so this is basically going to basically force you to be mindful about how you deploy your units. So if you death ball up around something, you just be like, all right, I'm going to yeah. shoot the guy in the back and I'm going to hit everything on the in, in between on the way. Like, oh, yeah. okay. So we'll and so if you just have a little bit of discipline in how you set your your uh, your screens up. Right, and set your little apothecary and you know Azrael support bubble up. Exactly. It'll minimize the effectiveness of it. And it turns into a skill check for the Votan player to be able to get the optimal beam weapon shot through. Um once again, it's cool. Um it doesn't ignore transhuman. It doesn't ignore invuls. Not yeah. like Magna Rails. <laughs> yeah. I would expect to see a lot of Magna Rails. <laughs> so because that's just uh what? Well, and just here looking but, at the big, the heavy beam, beam convert or conversion beam that I'm assuming is on the land fortress. Land, with, land fortress, yeah. If you're wholly within 50, uh, 15 or so inches of the shooting unit, then it scores additional hits on you. So if you stand mm -hmm. back from them, they're also less effective because they can't shoot. Uh, they don't score these additional hits, apparently, that this is something that they can do. And I think I saw some more as we were talking with the, with the stratagems when I was doing research. So yeah, they can proc additional hits off that so if you're not close to them they're not as dangerous uh which is key which is where you're running when you're running the thunder strike back forward thing with your land speeder vengeances yeah. it's not so bad so it's gonna, a lot of it's gonna depend on what their what their uh secondaries are and how they plan on scoring points um i, don't, I can't tell if it's a a hordy army yet or an elite army um probably some mix of the two like any, anything that's got a minimum squad size of 10 is probably gonna be a little hordy but so yeah there's a there's there's a danger zone, right, in that like kind of you know one to fifteen inches away from this army, where you're probably going to get a lot of hits. Like you're going to get hurt yeah. pretty bad if you're standing, if you get caught in that short range in front of them, right. So either hit them from fight from a distance, right. So where they're, you know, there are those uh, ion weapons on their on their warriors and these beam weapons aren't as effective because um, once again, you. Know, just the way the geometry works out, maneuvering to get an optimal shot with a beam weapon, right, requires them to be in a flanking position on you. So you can and you can control access to that with some smart maneuvering. So and then when you have the opportunity to close the distance, close the distance yeah. and and lay the hurt down, right? So. Yep. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah, and and looking at the beam weapon, it can only shoot the unit that it's in close combat with, so you can turn them off basically. If, like you're saying, if you could jump mm -hmm. in there and tag it real quick, yeah. you turn it off. So that's not yeah. So and bad. well, I mean, like, and they can only shoot that if it's um, if it's a vehicle, right? Because infantry still can't shoot right. in close combat, right? Unless they're dark angels. So yeah. yeah. Listen. Go so as like I said, um, I, I'm excited. My my buddy Joe uh, is starting a Votan army, uh, and so. We'll see how that goes. I'll, 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 I'll be able to. I'll be able Votan to report back. Yeah, the no, Votan podcast. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, once again, once we get some some reps, once again, the, the the army the army is not fully fleshed out yet. There's still yeah. probably a couple of release waves that are going to have to come out before their their whole codex is realized and actual miniatures, right? And so, yeah. um, I wouldn't expect to see these guys like on tables in tournament level for several months, right? Because once the models get released, then there's hobby lag, 
right? And then yeah. people need to know how to figure out how to play them. Um, people like like real dedicated people are probably already, you know, theory crafting in tabletop simulator uh, and good on you. Hey man, like hustle your game. But yeah, listen, um, the, yeah. So the, the, the judgment mechanic is very powerful, right? It's very yeah. powerful. Um, but against our terminators, unless it's a magna rail, you're still going to get a save, right? It is going to hurt you more than you are used to. That is true, yeah. but okay. Um, there's a like Deathwing Terminators have had like their 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 durability has declined over the last two years since they came out uh, as the addition's gone on and gotten more killy and mostly just think about things like Eldar right where they can throw yeah. like like striking scorpions can just throw sixty dice at you every time they roll a six it's a mortal wound like that's yeah, that's worse that's than this rough. so oh, I yeah, wouldn't definitely. get all upset about it but yeah. So anyway, Definitely. that's my initial take on the on them Votans. Once I read the book, we'll report back. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe do a little more. Um, I said hopefully we'll be able to get one of our one of our faction specialists uh, in to talk more about these Black Knights and how Black Knight blobs wor uh, really are working at the high level. But all yeah. righty, all right. So moving on then to the hobby challenge uh, this week or this month. I got a couple of older things done, so they count as half points, so two units together make a whole point. I was going on that. Uh, one is I was working on some of the radicators from my Indominus box. Remember the Indominus mm -hmm. box? Yeah, that's how long this guy's been sitting, waiting <laughs> around. But I did some fun stuff here, and I'll have the pictures up uh, for the on the main cast. Uh, but I took a, an Eliminator head that had a hood and put him on there because I just wanted a guy in the squad nice. to have a hood to be the sergeant. So that's fun. And then something I saw forever ago on Facebook, and I was like, I'm doing that, uh, is taking the plasma helmets from the Inceptors and putting them on the Eradicators. Oh, nice. That's cool. So yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that. that. Uh, this one's a little beat up because I went out to seal them, and the humidity was a little high, and I realized it a little bit too late, but I managed to go out there and grab them before the paint started to like crack and get crazy uh, mm. and start to like bubble up weird. But this one, he's kind of goofy if you look at him. So if you ever see me at a tournament, if you want to see the goofy eradicator, just ask. I might have him with me. And then these were eBay Rescue Blade Guard veterans. Uh, backpack game strong, of course. I've got a couple of the different ones here. I made sure to get three different ones to show off the Dark Angels backpack game. I like the, I like the yeah, the Dark Angels logo on the backpack. I did that with one of my Centurions. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I just don't like this those halos on the back of the blade guard vets. So I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna no, go put Dark Angel like specific it, yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. and these guys they were already built, their bases. If you look, the bases are a little bit different because these came like pre like rocked and painted on the base, like someone put rocks on the base, then primed the whole thing. So I had to kind of paint it paint these a little bit differently. Uh, because like I said, they were eBay rescues. I think I got them from Frontline Gaming real cheap because I was back when I was trying to run a lot of different ones. Um, and then also he this will make you sad a little bit it made me sad i went to do the power sword um actually i realized i think i need to finish this and i went to get my eldar gem paint that i always used to do power swords and it had dried mm. completely mm. and i was heartbroken uh because they don't make that anymore so i was like what am i gonna do well i what i did was i i still did the deep silver the stormhole silver over the whole blade and then i had army painter blue wash that i picked up real cheap yep. at a game store put that over it and i I forgot. Now I'm just talking about this. I remember I got to go get the uh, 
I have the clear coat from Games Workshop that makes things glossy, and I'm going to gloss yep, it. So gloss I still varnish. have that. Yeah. yeah, and that way that'll look like I think it'll end up looking like the old Eldar gem paint that way. So I can keep doing that uh, In- style of thing. Interesting that you came to that because I came to a very similar method for my power because I'm terrible at painting power weapons. Like I've tried to yep. do the lightning effects, it it just muddies out and looks great. So what I've done with a lot of mine, um, the way I do power weapons is I kind of leaned into some of the old Dark Angels lore where they're they're three highest chapter relic weapons, right? The Sword of Silence, the Sword of Secrets, and the Raven Sword are all um, basically made of meteoric obsidian, right? So okay. it's like a right so. They're black swords that, uh, and so what I did is I paint the weapon black, right? And then I just gloss the crap out of it. So it looks like it's just a deep black piece of obsidian. Oh, that's, that's really glossy, cool. Right. Um, and that's how I did all my blade guard by blade guard ones. Right. So they're just oh, glossy wow. black weapons, right? <laughs> oh, Against the white so armor cool. with the white cloaks. Yeah. It actually looks pretty good. Oh, so, wow, that sounds awesome. um, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good production hall, man. Um, I also can report s- some great success. Um, oh, yeah. I did. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I, I just got back from vacation last week and uh, got a little, little bit of the COVID, uh, oh. so I had to stay home from work for a couple days. Uh, but I got a lot of painting done because it wasn't yeah. bad. COVID. It was like it was like it was, it was sniffly COVID. So um, yeah, I I have completed. Sniffles. It was just a sniffly COVID, right? And everything's fine now. <laughs> but I had, uh, as I as I cough, <laughs> um, but I have completed six centurions, six Ooh. assault centurions. Oh boy! Uh, and we could half credit them because they were like built before. But no, I got the painting all done. Uh, five eradicators, right? And then two characters, right? So the character, um, I'll, I'll put some. I, some pictures up with my with my nice camera so we could put them in the thing but like so the characters are both conversions so this is my new primaris scale asriel yeah right? built look at from it. high, high marshal helbricht right with his black sword so yep with the black sword right and um the the combi plasma came from the uh, another it's another black templar bit yeah he's got the pose oh, yeah, yeah. right he's got the thing is love it right I'm it's not happy with how the cloak. Yeah, you got the got the backpack. He's got the the, the streamers and just yeah, that yeah. real. Yeah. I'm not happy with how his cloak came out. Um, I airbrushed it, and then I was trying to like build it up with glazes, and I just I just couldn't get it going, and I was really upset about it. Um, so last night, um, I painted this character. I, I it's a conversion I've working on for a while. But it's a, um, I painted this guy completely last night, and the cloak came out a lot better. This is my new Primaris scale Ezekiel. Oh, I recognize that model. Yeah. Yep. yep. So I said I can get a, so I can pull a little focus, but I'll send a, a put a, a couple nicer pictures in there. But yeah, so it's Cipher, but I, I yeah. filed the lion sword off of his cloak, right, and then put that other weapon up on his on his back, so he's like holding the, holding the traitor's bane and pulling the deliverer. Right, he's even got a, he's even got a book of salvation on his little leg there. Yeah, um, I'm real happy with how this came out. It's the first time I painted like librarian blue, and um, and I I actually used some layer some tr- more traditional layer painting techniques that I haven't broken out in a nice. while, and was really happy with how it came out. So and the cloak, um, because I didn't want to do what I did on Azrael because. I right. don't like it. I'm probably going to repaint the cloak. Um, 
So this cloak, uh, I actually, I painted Mornfang brown, the whole thing, yep. Mornfang brown. And then I painted over that with like, I mixed a little bit of Mornfang brown into Zandri dust, did all that up, right? Okay. Left a little bit of the Mornfang brown in the, in the bottom and on the inside of it, right? In the shadow. And then from there, I got some of the, uh, the army painter dry brushes, like the proper dry brushes. And I just dry brushed Ushapti bone, just dry brush real hard over everything. And it looks really good. I'm yep. real happy with it, right? And I'm probably going to – I'll pick out a little bit more white on the tips of it. But, man, I'm pretty happy with how that came out, right? So That's how I do yeah. all of my Deathwing and all my cloaks. And I do the streamers too, like where it's white, mm -hmm. like the, the purity seals. It's just how much white do I put in – like you were saying, how much white do you put into it? Uh, so I'm glad yeah. to hear that that's, that's the, very similar. And then I like to throw Agrax on at the end, and that really – Okay. Brings it all together. That's good. That's kind of a green tint, though, right? Uh, I do Agrax on my bases. Agrax, it's it's darker. Uh, so the the big difference between like cloths and the Space Marine armor is Space Marine. I'll do Seraph and Sepia, and then go back that's over good. it okay. again with Samushapti. Uh, but then on the cloth and on the streamers, I'll do Agrax. And and uh, and then on the streamers, I'll put whatever white I've got. Right now, I'm using Army Painter matte white mm -hmm. uh, because I'm not using ceramite white because that stuff is not very useful. Yeah, y'all. If you haven't used Army Painter paints, so, so Army Painter like one Army Painter's wash game is top level. Like yeah. you do, there there are not any better washes than the Army Painter washes. Right, they're like the blue tone and the dark tone oh, yeah. and the light tone. The green there tone. is none I better. Right. Uh, this really? is that's okay, what yeah. I used on these. Is the green tone? I finally got some, and that's what's on these oh, guys. Nice. Instead of beel tan green, I used the the army painter green. Yeah, the army painter washes are top top notch, right? Um, I use mostly Vallejo paints um, for a lot of stuff and a little bit of Monument, but like dark and and I use you know dark angels like my kind of my dark angels recipe is I use like nocturne green as the shadow and then use Caliban green as the armor and then like warp lightning or um warp stone glow as like the highlight and okay, then yeah. goblin green is like the top highlight um or the edge highlight uh but yeah i think uh goblin yeah, um, green is called moot green now because that's what i use as the top highlight okay <laughs> i'm old i'm sorry it's all right. called goblin green i still yeah, have some i remember that but yeah moot green yeah <laughs> so so yeah well um i will yeah so I've, I've got everything i need to do to run that rate that that green wing list i've been wanting to do right and so i'm going to pack that all up and uh and take it to uh take it to the motherland you know go perform the hajj Oh and yeah, that's so I'm gonna go take up. that that's army exciting. and I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it at Warhammer World next week. So yeah, look look for Heath if you're gonna be in the Nottingham area. It's gonna be great. Yeah, awesome. What do we want to do for uh, next month? Even though you're gonna be away, is there? A... Bro, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I'll like maybe I'll see if I, if there's anything cool I can get while I'm at Warhammer World. I'll buy that and I'll try. And well, make see, that. I feel um, like that's maybe. appropriate. I'm going to a convention next week that's in October. Okay, and you're going. Over, maybe we should be. We should go. Our hobby challenge should go and you know, uh, event traveling. I feel like that's that should count because that's yeah. part of the hobby is going out and doing stuff. Because like you're saying, this is this is the great pilgrimage. I got to do it a few years ago. It was amazing. I highly suggest it to anybody that hasn't ever been to Warhammer World to go do it. 
uh, go through the museum. It's worth the five pounds. It was five pounds when I was there. It's probably within. I'm going to, bro, but, I, I'm going to pay whatever it's going to take, right? Yeah. Oh, so it's so I'm paying it. like, so I'm it. paying so many thousands of dollars to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I'm flying 10 time zones, dude. 10 time zones from and, Hawaii uh, to, to England. So, uh, and the funny thing yeah. is with the way games <laughs> workshop, way. uh, charges you on the exchange rate some of the single character models are like significantly cheaper to buy at warhammer world than to mm. try and buy them at home so like the 35 40 characters in the united states and i'm assuming maybe a little bit more with hawaii with the island tax that you guys have to deal with like like everything has to be be taken out there it's not that bad yeah uh but one of the things i noticed was like it was like significant like almost ten dollars cheaper per model if you depend on mm. how you exchanged okay. Uh, like some of the character, little character guys I was looking at, I'm like, wow, this is actually not so bad. Like I'm actually getting a better deal here. And cause they're smaller, they fit in the bag so much easier to get home. So, yeah. uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, no, I'm going so to, I'll, I'll play a game there. I'll take some pictures. Back. I'll drink some, I'll drink some beer at Bugman's bar. Right. And, uh, lots of fun. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how we do. Uh, so yeah. Watch um, out and for if the there's burgers. anything I can get there, watch out for the okay. burgers. They, they, the one time I had a, I was there, I had the burger and, uh, what we call burgers, like, especially if being from Texas, what you would think of burger is not necessarily what English people think is burger. Also the ketchup, if you've never been to England, the ketchup is not what we think ketchup is. That's something else to be aware of as an American. So I've, I've, I've been to Australia and their, and their, tom their tomato sauce is not like, yeah. so, uh, my, my second it's my second deployment on a submarine we pulled mm -hmm. into australia and for like kind of like our mid deployment point and like that was where we did our big stores reload and um like all the ketchup that we replaced like we were we were like it took months because we're like uh -huh, it's not ketchup. <laughs> oh god oh no oh, but god. um so yeah like once again it's probably like American, like we, there's so much sugar in American ketchup that it's yep. basically not. That's what it anymore. is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I and I acknowledge that. So, um, it'll be yeah. Well, I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll we'll get there. Oh, if, yeah. if I don't it's like the great. burger, I'll it's just great. drink more beer. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving to a community interaction, we have Commander After Hours. Uh, he taught. He comments. Uh, Ravenwing model from your army that moved 12 inches or more during the movement phase of that turn, or made a charge move that turn 12 or more, and you have valid death on the win. So that was. We were talking about earlier, Heath. We you are correct, uh, sir. Was... Thank you for putting the record straight. Yep, excellent. Uh, then we have Brian Wesley asking, "Can you post the army list in the comments?" Uh, I saw this. Uh, I don't have access to them through BC because I don't have a paid subscription. I also am kind of queasy about that, uh, simply because like BCP charges people to do that. Like that's part of the gimmick of like having it, and I feel like I'm kind of taking things away from best coast pairings in their business model where i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna pay for it get it and then just proliferate for free to so other people don't have to do that but um i know uh he's done that in the past because and it doesn't i don't know just for me it bothers me um brian so that's one of the reasons why i was just like duly noted and we'll, just we'll, moved we'll, on. we'll think we'll think about it we'll we'll see we'll do some pondering we'll see what we can do um, if we end up like maybe posting a link to a modified show note or something, which has it, but cause maybe yeah. putting it on YouTube direct isn't exact. I, I don't know. We'll have to think about it, but I would like to be able to do that. I have yeah. less compunctions, but cause I mean, it's like you're putting the information out there. It's open source. Um, if anything, it's the, the person who wrote the lists. Uh, but yeah, 
So I yeah. I don't think there's any legal issues with it. So um, yeah, we'll see what we can do. We'll see. If and I do know that, that the two lists we talked about today were posted by Goonhammer, which is where I got them from. Uh, so if you go to the Goonhammer article, or go through the Goonhammer competitive innovations articles, they have both Jack and Adam's list on there posted. So they did it, and they did. It. I'm like, okay, well, I think if, gonna, if they do it, I'll, I'll consume it because it's it's there. But like, I I kind of have some qualms about doing it myself. Uh, but that is what it is, Brian. I didn't ignore you. I just I want you to know that you're asking me a very tough question. Uh, it may not seem like it, but for me, it is. It is. Uh, and then finally, Phoenix Gaming. This is my buddy Chris's uh, venture. Uh, he comments, I think double Gatling Cannon Redemptor with a plus one to wound litany would do some work into objective holding infantry. We were talking about uh, some dreadnoughts in the list last week or last month, and that was uh, Chris giving us a heads up. Like, yeah, you just got there and shoot stuff with it. That's an interesting point. Um, I just have a, like, I like Gatling Cannons. I just like I have such a hard time taking a non plasma redemptor in Dark Angels. Yeah, just doesn't seem right. But yeah, no, and, and the the plus one to wound litany for for um, is tough to use correctly because it only applies to the closest unit. Yeah. Uh, but redemptors, you're going to be moving forward and charging and punching and then shooting in combat. So yeah. there's probably something there. Um, yeah. Um, we've seen a couple lists from our big. You know our big list dump last episode where the chaplains like they're doing like kind of normally you you used to see only combat like self buff chaplain like the canical yeah. hate plus like mantra and all sort of stuff but um some of the green wing ones were definitely doing the like they'll take one litany that's focused on supporting shooting right and then the canical right so like the the recitation focus or the the catechism of fire right um so. Yeah, there's something there. Uh, I would like to like if you try it out, I would love to hear about it. Um, my Redemptor is built with a plasma cannon, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I like it. It's cool. It could definitely, it could definitely be something. So, and it gets around some of this void armor stuff. If you have pluses to hit and pluses to wound, pluses to hit, pluses to wound. Yeah, wounding on twos definitely. Well, I mean. A strength eight, strength nine, macro plasma cannon is definitely going to wound those freaking guys on twos, or at least both of them, except for the yep. stupid Hearth Kid champion. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this month's episode of The Path to Redemption, the Warhammer 40,000 Dark Angels podcast. Our next episode will come out towards the end of October, early November. Uh, then, because of sort of recording at the end of the month time period that Heath and I do, but I will have a tournament to report on in the next episode. Cause I've got a tournament 2k tournament between now and then. I will too. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll so, have Warhammer world. To talk and I'll have, about. yeah, it'll oh, be great. great. We'll have a lot of that about. Yeah. Yeah. That episode's good. October is no. going to be great. So please come back. We have Make a, sure we actually have a tournament. It. We have a tournament circuit starting in, in here in Hawaii. Oh, right? nice. um, yeah. So, so I've got, I think three or four planned before the end of the year. So, including oh, one exciting. on on an outer island. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, but, that's exciting! Yeah. Go, all right. So please subscribe so that way you don't miss out on all of this awesome action. Uh, like and comment below if you're watching us on YouTube or listening on your preferred podcasting service. Last but not least, we'd like to thank Purple Planet for the use of their music. And until next time, I'm Bailey from Dankless Wargaming. This is Heath from Team Table or Hawaii. Stay loyal, angels. <laughs> <laughs>